Hey, Megan. Knock, knock. Oh, no. Who's there? Two. To who? To whom? Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome to our sound check. This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome once again to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio. Today we are celebrating the birthday of our lovely and talented dear friend, Miss Joe Thompson Szymanski. Yay, Joe! Happy birthday, Joe! So today we have sort of a theme going on uh, some of these articles. <clears throat> First one, 10 ways to leave a legacy and make it a great one. This is from letsreachsuccess.com, and this article was written by someone on letsreachsuccess.com. I think it's John... Oh, no, John Alston's uh, who this quote is attributed to. There's a quote at the end of this article that says, The only thing you take with you when you're gone is what you leave behind. So let's read this intro. <clears throat> what will happen if you're gone tomorrow? How will people remember you? And will they remember you at all? In other words, will you leave a legacy? These questions are scary, I know, and we avoid them as much as we can. Actually, most people ask themselves that only once in a lifetime, and it's often when it's too late to do anything about it and make a change. They come to the conclusion that there's nothing left after all the years they spent here, and more sadly, it's like they've never lived. What they do as a result of that enlightenment is to spend their last years in regret and disappointment. I know that's too negative for a young person to think about. But putting these questions earlier will remind everyone of how precious each day is, how easy it is to forget to live for others and to do things for them. It will help us realize that we need to make our own life meaningful, and we can still live life to the fullest throughout the process of leaving a legacy. It's amazing to enjoy life and try everything you want, but it won't hurt if you start contributing earlier, so that when you turn back you'll be able to see that what you've done matters. That will also prevent us from feeling the deepest regret and desperation once we realize we've done nothing for so many decades. I believe that's a terrible feeling. It's one thing to improve yourself daily, to be grateful, happy, and live for the moment, but it's completely another to make all that with a purpose, meaning, and desire to make the world a better place. There's a quote that's thrown in here. Uh, to be remembered, to have lived with a mission, and not to have wasted your limited time on Earth. This is what leaving a legacy is all about. It's important to do it without that egoistic intention everyone has these days, just for the idea of being remembered, not to feel guilty when you're older or else. It must be done for others so that after you're staying here, you will have left a positive influence on people. You will have helped, inspired, contributed, and changed lives. I don't believe that we're on this planet just to live unconsciously day after day, consume, earn and spend money, do our daily routines, have jobs we don't like, stay at home, deal with small personal dilemmas, and so on. But there are many distractions to keep us focused on all that, to entertain us and to prevent us from seeing the bigger picture. Big corporations have done their job well and made us strive for mediocrity, fight with each other. They also gave us money to play with, alcohol and drugs to get addicted to, and enough work, events, and commitments to keep us busy and make us feel in control. This way, it's easier than ever before to spend a lifetime without seeing the true meaning of life, without asking yourself questions beyond average, without awakening, reaching our true potential, and speaking up. But if you have looked deep inside yourself and seek meaning and direction, then you can try doing a few of the things listed below. They are, all, they are also what your legacy will look like and the way to make everything you've done and will do matter. 
How to leave a great legacy. Number one, contribute beyond yourself. Find and take part in activities connected with making the world a better place to live in. The point is to make your life for something more than yourself. This way, your actions will speak for you even when you're gone. Well, that's a pretty easy one to directly relate to line dancing hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, once you are part of line dancing, you're a part of something beyond just you. Um, I know several people I've spoken with have said that uh, line dancing is probably one of the most social forms of dancing. Um, and in order to be social, you have to have more than one person. Hmm. That is absolutely correct. So um, I know being a part of the line dance community, I feel as though I'm part of something so much bigger uh, than myself. I know how much it has brought into my life and how it's encouraged me to look a little bit more positively and try new things and be open-minded about certain situations and activities and it's just really it's helped me just by being a part of it and so I'm hoping that by me being a part of it I'm able to help others mm-hmm. and it can be done on a a small scale as well. Like if you're not an instructor, choreographer, DJ, or event manager, or any of those things, you can still take like just the couple extra seconds after you've figured out how to do the steps that you've just learned from the lesson. You can look to your left or right, see who's next to you, see if they're struggling at all. If they look like they've got it, then you just okay, good. You know, I checked in. But if it looks like they're not able to see the front of the class, they're looking at your feet then maybe just slowing down and guiding them through what you've figured out, uh, maybe that would make all the difference to them. You know, just having that little bit of extra one-on-one uh, focus for them, that, that can get them through the sticky part so that they can catch up with everyone else. Yeah, and I, have a, I reflect upon the Dancing for the Dream event and mm-hmm. how many times you and I um, found ourselves being a wall lead and... Most of those dances I was learning with everybody else at the same time. I hadn't done them before. Maybe I had seen them once. You know, I might have attempted a lesson once. But for the most part, most of them were brand new to me as well. Um, But because I felt comfortable enough and I wanted everybody else to enjoy it and potentially have someone to follow so that, you know, our instructors didn't have to run off the stage or the dancers didn't have to, like, crane their necks so that they can try and see what's going on. I tried to stand in a, in a position in which other people might potentially be able to see my feet. And then just I had to work extra hard to make sure I knew what I was doing. Yeah, sometimes it can be as simple as just if you know that you're going to go to the right, just stick your arm out toward the right and that can give people the confidence like okay she knows what she's doing therefore I'm going to go to the right if it were just me I wouldn't know but she's saying go to the right I guess we better go to the right and directly reflecting on that event um, the contribute beyond yourself um, I mean Joe, Scooter, Michael Michelle that, that was all for a charity event they were raising money so that they can help um, you know, bring medicine to um, 
people who unfortunately had to choose one or the other over um, a life event or whatever that because they are on disability or they're you know on a limited source of income because now they've been retired for 20 years and you know so they had to figure out okay well I can either pay for this or I can get my medicine well I'm going to pay for that so that I have a roof over my head or something Mm -hmm. like that um, this event was f- was to raise money for that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely uh, a way to go beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, create. If you can write, then write. If you love singing, sing. If you feel like drawing, draw. Design, build. Create what you can and convey your message through art. So choreograph is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Even add flair. Like, uh, if you don't feel like you're ready to create a completely new dance from scratch, sometimes just spicing up a dance that already exists makes it look more fun for others when they see it from the outside, and then they're motivated to learn that new dance and think this might actually be enjoyable. Yeah, and this actually goes more than just choreography, because, I mean, you have um, people who sell products... You have people who sell dance shoes. Well, the dance shoes had to be created. True. But now you're also creating a store in which you are supplying to people necessary equipment and tools to better their experiences. Like Super J Mart with all the fancy things that John Robinson sells. Exactly. Or creating an event in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how all these events got started was someone decided, hey, I want to put on this event. Um, and they got people involved to do that so that... They could actually host an event and put one on, and people came and they danced, and then you know, now it the circuit is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part, there aren't really rules. Like you don't have to ask permission. There are some you know best practices, like find a weekend when no one else is hosting theirs. But uh, beyond that, like if you want to make something, there isn't some like maker king who says no, you can't make a thing because you're not good enough yet. Or other people have made something similar. We don't need another one of yours. There is no one saying that. <laughs> Just make it if you like it. Whatever the thing is, if you enjoy the process of it, it doesn't matter whether anybody else likes it or wants to participate in whatever it is you've uh, offered up for the world to enjoy. If you like it, that's all you need. Yeah, and I think about um, Rebecca Lee and her videos and how she's taken it to the next level by making the videos extremely enjoyable and interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about uh, people like Scott Blevins, Rachel, and Joe who have their instructional DVDs out there for people to actually learn. They've created these, they've put them together, and now they're out there for people to actually purchase and have at home so they can learn in their living room or review whenever they want or even just have that little memento. yeah, I mean, speaking of Joe, uh, I, I learned three dances in the last couple of weeks from one of old, uh, one of um, Joe's old DVDs. Uh, she did Twistum, Texas Barefootin', and Two for One, and those were originally on DVD and later uploaded to Scooter Lee's uh, YouTube channel. But if she hadn't taken the time to create those instructional videos, if she had only taught classes and it was never recorded, I might not have ever found those dances. Exactly. Number three, be a role model. A great way to leave a legacy is to be a good role model for everyone around you. 
not only for your kids, but also friends, acquaintances, and even people you've recently met. Behave as you think everyone should. Be good. Do great things with your own life, and teach others to do it too. Grow spiritually and set an example for the next generations. Um, one of the, the few things I have discovered is that happiness and laughter is contagious. <laughs> and I love being happy and I love to laugh. So I like to surround myself with people who can help me, not only with them and their own personal lives, but um, encourage me to be more of what I want to be as opposed to thinking that it's not possible. Uh, one of the big things I really, really enjoy about the line dance community is so many of our instructors and choreographers um, are just amazing people. They're just really good-hearted people that want others to be able to enjoy life and enjoy dancing, and this is one of their biggest passions, and they want to share that with others. Um, a lot of times, you know, in the several different conversations I've had with the tons of different um, choreographers that I have absolutely taken the advantage of speaking to um, have always been extremely encouraging even when they're critiquing it's still well if you if you've tried this and it doesn't work try that if it doesn't work try this or they'll be like well keep in mind that you want to make sure you stay balanced or keep in mind how many times you start with this foot versus that foot be, you know and they're really good about giving feedback in a way that is still um, um, a way of growing and I I look at people like Joe and Rachel and you know like I see them as role models because they embody so many traits that I respect that I would love to model some of my personal behaviors after their ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in addition to like just being amazing and you know kind and person focused, they're also humble about it. Like they don't make a big show of all the nice things they do. It's not like they're waiting for some some photographer to rush in before they can do a nice thing. They're just doing this stuff all the time. Like it's totally normal for them, which it seems to be. Yeah. Also, uh, if you want to find other people who are like this, like when it says be a role model, like if, if you don't know who to find, you can just start being that yourself because I, there was something I heard in a Tim Ferriss podcast uh, recently. Um, like if, if you don't feel like you're any good, like if you're not good at the thing that you're trying to be good at, like find somebody who is good and you don't need to pre pretend to be them but just pretend to be good. Like, think, what are the kinds of things that a person who is good at this would do? What, uh, you know, what preparations would they make? Where would their mindset be? And I'll just pretend that I'm able to do those kinds of things. Eventually, you will be able to do those kinds of things. You just, all, all, a lot of what success is, is just the behaviors that, you know, yield a certain outcome. And if you know of people who are happy all the time and have a bunch of friends and uh, you know, see the beauty in small things, and you don't know how they're able to do that, just like try to copy as much as you can from what you're able to see 
And if there isn't somebody like that, just imagine the best version of a human being that there could be, and then just make a list of all the things that they probably do, like wake up early and have a big breakfast and whatever else. If you fake your way through doing a bunch of those things, they'll start to sink in and that will become who you actually are. And then when people see this amazing person you've become, the people who are like that, the, you know, these other amazing people, they will find you and they will want to be friends with you. They're like, ha, huh, somebody like me who gets up early and has the big breakfast and talks to you know, people on the street. Then you'll find these people who you wished that you could have had as role models earlier and you can all just hang out and be friends and barbecue together. <laughs> um, I know it was you who told me, and I'm assuming you got it from a Tim Fer- Ferriss podcast, is you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about at least the five closest people that you associate with and you look at them and their actions, and if you find that, you know, when you're starting to look at everything and you've surrounded yourself by really positive people, well, chances are you're going to be a more positive person versus the opposite, which is if you've started to realize that, oh, you know, at least three of the people are negative about everything. That's when you have the chance to start maybe making the change in the dynamic that you're in and being the more positive person and maybe suggesting more positive things or, you know, really trying to help people see that it's not all doom and gloom. Um, And that's a perfect way to start placing yourself as the role model um, and growing. Mm -hmm. Number four, raise your children well. Often the only legacy people leave is their children. But if you didn't make them honorable people who are willing to help others and have morals, you haven't done your job well. So do your best to teach them everything they need to know to become the next successful leaders. It's a little bit tricky since I don't have kids myself. Nor I. (laughs) I know Joe encourages uh, Anna to climb trees. Yes, she does. So there's that. Um, I know we had a conversation after uh, Dancing for the Dream at dinner where... um, Joe encourages Anna to do a lot of things that Anna wants to do, and she doesn't try and force her into, like, activities. Like line dance. Like line dancing or something like that, so that it's something that, you know, she wants. But um, it's it's definitely a way of, of supporting her um, by helping her do the activities that she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I know... My mother, until the cows come home, would be, you know, well, how would you feel if someone said this to you? How would you feel if someone did this to you? What? And so she'd always try and make me see the other side mm-hmm. um, when I did something, I guess, wrong or mean or negative or something like that. Um, so she tried to get me to think about the other person before anything else. Um And I know for me, that's actually helped me in a lot of different situations because now when I'm trying to speak with someone and maybe I'm trying to give them something that could be perceived as negative or uh, put them on a defensive feel like I'm personally attacking them, I'm very aware of how they may feel or receive the information. So I try really hard to make it 
as non-threatening as possible so they can actually hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Now with this, it came into play when I was working with the teens that I was working with over the last year. It's really hard to break bad habits um, when someone's already 17 and they haven't really had either A, a role model or B, a strong role model in their life. Um, so just being compassionate is a foreign concept to them. Mm. So that took me being even more compassionate towards them to try and help them see that it's okay to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. Um that it helps them feel better when they're nice to people, as well as they like feeling that people are nice to them. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly <laughs> something to consider. Somebody who's a really good example of this, like very embedded in the line dance world, I think, is Madison Glover. Uh, her parents, I think, or at least her dad definitely, uh, already had a, you know, a, a long history of line dance um, on his own so whatever it was he imparted to Madison he's just made her uh, quite a lady you know she she's professional and she takes her time with her students uh, it's not just like one age group that she works with it seems like you know she um, she's able to communicate equally well with anybody and I think there must be some of that that's just good parenting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and then you have um, her older siblings that were dancing with her, too. And mm-hmm. then she had... I mean, how do you go wrong with role models like Rachel and Simon mm-hmm. as well? I mean, and then you have her parents, which I've never met, but seem to definitely be very loving and kind from the you know little bit of social media that gets posted out there. Yeah. So it would make sense that Madison is who she is. Mm -hmm. Number five, love. Loving every human being and showing it will create a peaceful world. Express your love on a daily basis to your family and friends and treat with love even strangers or those who aren't good to you. By doing this, you make them believe they are worth it. You remind them we're all humans and together in good and bad times. And soon, they will also share this newly found feeling with others. Sometimes easier said than done. I see that there's a lot of hugging at line dance events. Oh, yes. I I find that's a great way to express, even if you're not the kind of person to say, love you, to like every person you know and kind of like, like a hug can say so much. Yeah. Um... I like I love your theory about treat everyone as if they're a line dancer mm-hmm. um, because you know when you do go to these line dancing events, um, obviously we're all excited because we've you know flown in from all across the world um, and we're excited to see each other, which we maybe some of us haven't seen each other in months or maybe even year a year or so, um, depending on who's all coming to said event. Um, So you're all excited to see each other. Um, And it's really easy just to fall into like almost like a euphoric state when you're at these dance events and just be really, really accepting with everybody. And like you said, you like hug just random people kind of, you know, like, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm a hugger. So like anytime I introduce 
myself to someone that's like I generally like talk to them and be like well I'm a hugger so if you want a hug <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hug mm-hmm. um as well as just being patient with people mm-hmm. is, a, is a good way of showing you know like that acceptance that you know goes along with love um I've certainly gotten better at expressing um I guess yeah my feelings or or love and appreciation towards families and and family members and friends over this last year. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with just being in the community we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I get excited after events, even the ones that I haven't gone to because of who's all been invited and they make all their thankful posts and their gratitude and they're like how much they love seeing this person and that person and they loved being part of the staff and um it's just really encouraging and it's a great way for others to not only feel appreciated but also be inspired to then turn around and tell others how much they mean to them Mm -hmm. um it's absolutely contagious As far as leaving a legacy goes, it definitely leaves an impression. Like there's that saying about how people will forget what you say or uh, they'll some of what you say, all of what you do, but they'll never forget uh, the way you made them feel, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And if you remember nothing else from an event, like you'll remember like how brightly that person smiled at you. And you don't you don't necessarily need to have every step of every dance down that you learned from that event but like you might have made a really good friend just from how you felt sitting next to them serendipitously you know for you know open dance you might have never known um you know a thing about like most of the people there but when you feel included and accepted and like when the whole line dance community is giving some beginner this like emotional like spiritual hug feeling like they're going to come back. Yeah. Cuz they they feel that love that maybe they're not getting some some other place in their life. Give number 6. That's the ultimate law of the universe. No matter what the situation is or the person in front of you, be ready to give him what you have, to share what's given to you, and go beyond your egoistic nature. You may give things, money, parentheses donate, advice, t- help, time, effort and whatever it is that you can. Don't expect anything in return. Just give, and when you least expect it, you'll receive twice as much. Yeah. Actually, I mean, like, that's, it's hard to, like, tell people to give when it comes to the line dance community because I feel like they already do it so naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, just by being excited to be there, by taking the lessons, by giving the lessons... Um, by putting on the events, by, um, you know, helping instruct, by just, you know, being a part of this event, it goes so much more than just, oh, I showed up for class. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that people think when they think give is like, it's a chore and realistically, it's really not. It just takes a moment of your time that's probably the most precious thing you can give is just a moment of your time to listen to someone, to smile at someone, to introduce yourself to someone, um, ask for their name. It's interesting how 
rare people asking for each other's name is mm. unless they're being directly introduced to one another. Mm. Um, I know, I notice a lot of times with you, you'll ask for like the associates names when you're talking to them and asking for help or directions from somewhere, you will actually introduce yourself. And I remember at first it was a very bizarre thing for me because that's not what people did. Well, like a, uh, if it's a customer service person on the phone or something? Yeah, or even like at Safeway or something like that when you're asking like where this is located. Um, and like the first couple times I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, what? And after a while, it became to the point, it's like, well, why don't we do that more often? Hmm. So it, it's certainly just by giving yourself, giving that moment to somebody else, um, you made them feel special or you made them feel important or valued at that moment and at dancing events it's I mean I love talking to random people I love finding out that you know people flew in from Canada or from Texas or that you know like they're frustrated because they're only allowed to travel so many times a year because otherwise there's issues with their other country or you know or where they take line dancing back home or that they're an instructor or that they take classes with so-and-so. And like, I love finding out all of that, uh, that information. And that's just by me giving them a moment of my time and listening to them and asking them questions, um, you know, just to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And for them, like if they think they have nothing else to give except, you know, the price of their ticket, just them giving their story is so interesting. I mean, for them, it's boring. All it is is their life. You know, they get to see it all the time. But for us, we've never seen what their life is like back home. We don't know what kind of dances their their folks normally do. So, if you if you think that your story is not a legitimate gift, like I think it would be, it's one of those things. Like we could we could write what we think people's lives are like all all day but like you are giving us the real deal the real story and we could never come up with that no matter how imaginative we are so i i think that's uh if you got nothing else you just got you know who you are and who you brought with you to the event yeah also i read something recently that was interesting about the history of bracelets like friendship bracelets and slap bracelets and those like power bracelets that were in the late 90s and each one like was supposed to symbolize a different thing like lavender beads mean this and then jade beads mean something else and they were talking about um, bracelets over time and why they continue to be worn with like different meanings behind them Um, somebody mentioned in the article that the ones that last, like friendship bracelets, the ones that aren't just like a fad and then they're gone, are the ones where you have personal investment in them. You had to put some time or your own craft work into it. Whereas if you just buy a, a wristband of some kind and it's done and that's it, you know, easy come, easy go. You don't care about it as much. And then you put it on the shelf and you forget about it. But if you have put something of yourself into, um, the, the in this case, bracelet, then you want to keep it around a while longer and you have more memories associated with it. So for something like an event, if you just show up and nobody needs you to do anything and you're not able to help anybody and then you leave, it's like, was I even there? Like I learned a couple of dances, I guess, but I could have done those on YouTube. Whereas if you are somewhere else and you're helping them pass out sandwiches or you know, take down furniture at the end or whatever, 
you feel like it mattered that you were there and it makes you want to go there the next time and you want to encourage other people to go there because mm-hmm. it feels like something that was really directly tied to your life story. Yeah. So even just I mean to look at it in in a pseudo selfish um perspective, giving uh, in whatever manner you can will make your experience of the the giving event um richer. So you will have um a, a higher quality of life just from having done whatever the giving is. Next up is number 7. Do good. Good deeds are always remembered. Let yours show other people that we can all do something nice today and make someone happy. Smile to strangers. Help when you can. Make compromises. Be kind to everyone. Things like that can change someone's day without you even realizing it. Kindness is the universal language that can make everyone smile and forget his problems for a while. So there's a couple things for this that come to mind. One is one of my favorite things to do is pay it forward. Um, I like randomly buying people's coffee or buying their food at the takeout drive through or something like that. Um, and I'll tell the, you know, like the cashier, I was like, just when they go to pay, tell them to pay it forward to somebody else. Um, I've gotten so many amazing reactions off of this uh, to the point where I've actually had people in tears um, thanking me so much because like you know they, they were scrounging just to get this meal or whatever in the first place and here I was just randomly buying their dinner um, now that's a little bit more on the I guess I would say extravagant side um, so much as just like you know watching people walk by and smiling like a lot of times, you know, people don't realize that they're not smiling while they're walking through Costco. Like I'll, I'll sit at the food court and just watch and be like, okay, can I find anybody that's smiling besides me? Um, and it, sometimes it's really hard. And so knowing that like by me being aware of smiling and just smiling at someone, like you're acknowledging them even for a split second. Um, and you know, that could seriously be all the difference in the world to them because, you know, you have no idea what's going on in their head at all. So certainly just, you know, extending that smile, it takes two seconds from you and you could have just made their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing good, like, it's just so much better to do good. <laughs> so much more fun to do nice things for other people. Um, even if it's just calling that friend that you haven't talked to for a while, you know, making sure that people are aware that you care, um, you know, at, at dancing events, it's, it's so easy to be positive and lighthearted and, you know, welcoming to other people. But how do you extend that from this little world into your big world outside with strangers? Well, I mean, if you apply the logic of everyone is a line dancer, then in theory, it should be a little bit easier. And after a while, I mean, introducing yourself to someone just becomes like a second nature. After a while, smiling at people is just natural. Um, It's the first couple times that are scary. So 
if you're able to fight that fear and just run with courage, eventually it'll turn into confidence and then it's just natural. From a choreography perspective, one way to do good would be like, let's say you have a little sequence, like a four count or an eight count, where you have the option, like something sounds like it would be so fun to do with those counts and it totally works, but it's just a simple thing and it doesn't look very fancy. Alternatively, you have another option where you've come up with some really cool sequence that makes you as the choreographer look very clever, like you've, you've invented something nobody else would have done and how amazing is, is your dance and you by association now that this thing is part of the dance. If the other thing is more fun to do, consider just doing the fun thing because people are going to enjoy the experience of that dance more and really that in theory that's what all this is for is like you know dancing and enjoying having a body that works and celebrating for the moment that you're able to dance that you have the freedom and safety to share dance with a room full of you know like-minded people they i'm i imagine uh, as as fun as it is to do cool looking things, if they are going to stress out about doing that thing wrong or not get that much satisfaction out of finally getting it, as opposed to doing this other thing that lets them just kind of be crazy and let loose and forget about their other outside of dance worries, like you're better off just doing the thing that makes everyone happy. And and that's not to say like compromise your art. Like maybe save that sequence for the way that you personally do it, or another dance that's really more intended to just be cool and clever. Not every dance will have a four or eight count where there's like a perfect opportunity to do something really fun. So when you do have those opportunities, take them. And you know, people who do that dance will probably appreciate it. Number eight in our list of 10, inspire. If you found your passion, have what you want, achieved some of your goals and are contented and happy, don't forget to stop every now and then and share your secrets with others. Today, people need to be reminded of their potential and all the possibilities around them more than ever. So share with them your steps and what you did to get where you are. Give advice, motivate, make them believe in themselves and find a direction. This way, you'll be remembered as the inspiring person who probably helped at least a few people do something about their life. Um... One of the things that I like to ask myself when looking at how to do something with my life, <laughs> or in this case, how to get where I want to be now that I have found um, line dancing and how happy it makes me, and what do I want, what I want to accomplish in the world of line dancing, um, I look to those people that. I see as role models. I look to the people that have inspired me and I ask myself, what is it about them that inspires me? What do they do? What do they say? How do they act? Um, I look at people like Rachel and just her amazing talent. And I, thankfully, because of you, I li I've listened to the podcast interview of her and know that, you know, like she stresses on things. She struggles with things, but she pushes through them. 
she has taken years of dancing and different styles. And that is one way that she incorporates so much movement into how she dances and expresses herself is she has a bigger vocabulary to choose from. Um, And so I look at that and I go, okay, well, if that's something that I admire from her and that's what something inspires me, maybe I should look into other styles of dance. Um, As well as I see her playing with songs and dances and I ask myself, okay, well, maybe not on that dance, but in this other one, where can you play? What can you do? What feels right to you? How can you express yourself more? Um, I look at people like Joe. Some big boots to fill there Um, because she is so inspiring to me with how just caring and humble she is and how warm and welcoming she treats everyone and because I want to be in position x in the future I think well a great way to do that is to actually be warm and welcoming to everybody to accepting people to making them feel like they matter because they're here um this this wouldn't be the same without them uh because I know firsthand how I feel when people like Joe make me feel that way. And so I want to then show that to somebody else. I look at someone like Kat Painter and how she is so aware of the dancer that when she choreographs, she wants something safe. She doesn't want to injure the dancer. She wants them to be able to have fun and enjoy the dance, but not hurt themselves. And coming from a dancer who, or who um, for the last two weeks has been suffering from an injury, it's really important not to hurt the dancer. <laughs> um, and so when I look at like things that I might want to choreograph, I start to, to ask myself, okay, well, I remember having this conversation with Kat about how you need to stop your movement before you change directions because otherwise you can hurt the dancer. Um, And so that has really helped me as a choreographer to start like really honing what I want to accomplish. And so I start looking at all of these different people that inspire me and ask myself what it is about them. I'm hoping then to emulate my version of that so that maybe not only do I feel better about it myself, but maybe someone can gain from my knowledge. Um, I am always down to talk. I'm always down to ask questions. Uh, answering them is a little bit different because I still feel so new at all of this. Um, but I love when people ask me questions about things that I'm even just on the path of now when it comes to line dancing, whether it be like dancing, whether it be choreography or anything like that, um, because I want them to get the most out of it. And if I can share anything to help them with that, I would love to. Probably one of the reasons why I ramble so much on this show. (laughs) Michael and Michelle, great role models there. Um, As far as like... When you see, like, hashtag relationship goals. Right. They're so cute. Seriously. And they work together. They're such a team. 
and they have been for so long. And that's definitely something to aspire toward. Like, I don't know if they know that they kind of fit this, this <laughs> list item inspire, uh, but they certainly do. Because, like, there are, there are other couples out there, like Chuck and Teresa from uh, the Line Dance Lobby at Vegas Dance Explosion, and they're super cute as well. Oh, my gosh, and yes. What, and um, what, what uh, makes Michael and Michelle different, like, what makes them them, is, like, in addition to just having a great relationship... They also are like event creators, and then if they aren't creating an event, they're running someone else's and like inheriting, you know, Palm Springs. And they're choreographers and instructors, and they just do so many things, and they do it as a team that they are inspiring in a different way from Joe or Rachel or any of the other people that we've mentioned as many times as we have in you know how many, however many episodes, because uh, they do it together. Yes. Um, one of the things I noticed that they're really good about is uh, supporting other choreographers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've learned from Michael and Michelle, it's like one dance theirs, two dances somebody else. Mm. Um, and I love how just giving they are mm. back to the community. Like they're definitely some uh, some wonderful people to have around. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, gosh, there's so many inspiring people as, you know, choreographers and dancers and event planners. You know, somebody we don't mention that often, um, or I don't think that we have, is Guyton. Like, for him to stick his neck out and go out on a limb with all the weird styles and unusual music that probably people would not have thought at the time, certainly, um, was appropriate for line dance. And then he totally makes it work. Like, that gives all the rest of us permission. Well, I think maybe this style of weird music will work. And then it does. Like, we never would have been brave enough to try that if somebody else hadn't paved the way for us to do that. Yeah. And just look at the things that, you know, Fred, Shane, and Roy are coming out with. Oh, and, and, like, would they have been able to do that themselves? Would there have been any, quote, market for that kind of dance uh, style if somebody else hadn't proven this can be done well? Yeah. Number nine, volunteer. This is beneficial to your mental health, society, the community, and the world in general. There are tens of ways to do it. Just do what you're good at, but do it for others and don't charge. Search for organizations that help an area you're interested in and join it. Give your time, skills, and energy and help old people, the environment, animals, orphans, the poor, the disabled, etc. You'll feel amazing after doing it for some time. It's proven that it affects your confidence, physical health, happiness, social skills, lowers depression, and you meet amazing new people. Even if you want to do it from home, there are multiple options. Just find what works best for you and contribute. Go ahead. Ryan Barrett. He has been DJing for I don't even know how many years with a group called Becoming Independent. And it's a lot of... um, I've seen mostly younger folks uh, who have special needs of one kind or another. And I think from what I remember, because I I attended one of the dances that he DJed, um, I'm pretty sure he does it as a volunteer. Like he'll he'll go in, I I forget how often it is, I thought it was once a month, it might have been once a month, where uh, the group will rent out a hall, he'll be the DJ, he'll play clean versions of songs. Like I remember when, um, when... he had thrift shop 
uh, by Macklemore a while back, which shows you the last time I went to one of these dances. <laughs> but um, he had thrift shop playing. There's that one part where even in the clean version, they'll leave a little space where they say, like, this is in awesome. And even if they don't say it in the clean version, what he'll do is he'll talk over it. And he'll say, like, this is so awesome. That what people will hear that and be like, oh, that's what we're supposed to say during this part. It's not like, what's that part that's being bleeped? We should ask around and see if there's some word that's supposed to go in there. He'll just say, this is so awesome every time. And he'll put on, like, costumes, like capes and sunglasses and hats, all this fun stuff. And he makes it such a... just a joyful atmosphere a total escape from whatever is outside and i've seen him dj at mavericks and kodiaks and trade wins and he's definitely upbeat and fun there but here he just takes it to this whole other level and for him to put so much of himself out there for free i i think that's just like heroic (laughs) yeah yeah um one of the things that i was going to say is i'm not sure how many people are aware but you can volunteer to help at these events. Oh, yeah. Um, they certainly need all the help they can get with setting up the floors, with decorating, with, you know, organizing the packets, with registration, with taking down and cleaning things up. I mean, there's so many different levels at these events um, that they need help with that you can, you can certainly volunteer your time. And, I mean, it's a great way to, you know, work as a team with people and see what else is done with putting on events um, where like say it's your favorite event you want to market it more you know you can help promote it on Facebook and you know create an event for it I mean there's so many different levels of volunteer at these events that it's just you know I mean almost all of them I've heard them say something along the lines of like it wouldn't be possible without the volunteers Mm -hmm. so it's certainly a way of not only giving back but, you know, like being a part of something bigger. Um, another thing that comes to mind is I absolutely love helping people learn to line dance mm. because I think everyone should know line dance. Everyone should be a line dancer in practice, not just in theory. Mm. Um, so I love, you know, being able to help people and teach them even just one dance, um, I absolutely enjoyed teaching the girls at um, our house how to dance. It was one of the best feelings in the world was to see them enjoy it and see them feel better about themselves because they were able to learn a dance that they originally didn't think they were going to. I mean, shoot, you volunteer at the line dance club at Sonoma State Line Dance and teach, you know, twice a week. That's true. Yeah, for a total of three hours uh, every week. During the semester, an hour and a half on Monday and an hour and a half on on Wednesday. Yeah, I've been a volunteer as long as that's been a thing, which is now in its uh, fifth year. And it's so much fun. Like, I get so much out of it because I get to do any dance I want to, essentially. Uh, if, I, if I discover some new dance, I'm like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what the people at club think about this. And then if they like it, we get to teach it. And how many opportunities do you have to do that? Like, when you go to some some dance venue, some bar, like you're doing whatever they're playing mm-hmm. and they might not get to your request. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't ever feel like I need to get more out of it than I am, you know, as a volunteer. Like I don't need to pass the hat around or anything just cuz like I get plenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number 10. Make a family history. Research your ancestors and make a family tree. Include photos. 
Write a book about that if you want, or make a will. Put your history into words. Journal, autobiography, memoir. There are many ways to help your family be remembered. So now you know how easy it is to leave a legacy and make it a great one. No excuses accepted, as you can do it from home, practice it daily, and in small steps. Make your life meaningful and let your actions help and inspire others. I mean, it's a little bit tricky because a lot of times when people automatically, you know, like they hear make a family history, they think blood. And that is so not the case. Um, however, when it comes to line dancing, like we are one big giant family. Very dysfunctional, very entertaining, um, and a true blessing. But it is a family. And I love seeing all the photos that are on social media nowadays. Um, if only we could figure out how to get a, get around that whole copyright thing for the music. Maybe we could see some more videos, too. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but um, it's a great way of putting out there... Um, and sharing it with others and writing the thank you and the events this. And then when you're a part of that um, event, you can look back on it with, you know, fond memories. And you can reference the, oh, remember the last time you were here or the last time we did this or something to that extent. Um, since I'm so new, like, I, I still feel like I've missed out on so much. But I, I loved seeing just recently, like... Um, this time so and so many years ago uh post between uh rachel simon and madison like and i was just like oh my gosh could you imagine being at that event that must have been so much fun you know and that's a great way for them to not only get to share it with others but also share it with each other and reminisce on it um so that it's not lost mm -hmm. yeah definitely uh, love seeing previous incarnations of like the Vegas Dance Explosion t-shirt or the Boogie Till the Callous Come Home t-shirt or theme uh, and it does make you kind of wish you were there but like you always have the opportunity to be there for the future so later on you can say I was there for the ones that I could get to yeah alright I think now would be a great time for our first break as people have been sitting patiently for about an hour to get to this first break. Uh, we are going to put on a bit of music before we return. And this is a song set to, um, let's see if we can scroll down here. Simon Ward and Joe Thompson Zemanski's dance, yes, exclamation point. Uh, this song is by Mary Clayton. It is from the Dirty Dancing Movie Sound Dirty Dancing Movie Soundtrack. Uh, the dance is 80 counts, two walls, intermediate level. Uh, it was choreographed during their Japan tour in December 2014, and amazingly, it has 90 votes on Coppernob with a total score of four and a half out of five stars. That's remarkable. It is a very enjoyable dance to dance as well. And also to uh, watch Joe do, as I think there might be a demo from... Oh, yes, there it is. From uh, Vegas Dance Explosion last year. You can see her doing it in the line dance lobby, and she's just so full of energy. I love it. I think on the far side to the right, you'll see Jesse, and on the far side to the left, you can see Madison. So I highly recommend uh, checking that video out. 
Here is the track. We will check back in with you in a few minutes.